This is the Campus Hoops podcast in a very special edition today. This is Ian flying solo without Eric for the Campus Hoops crew um, with special guest today, Kendall Provost. Uh, Kendall, how you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on with us. Um, you know, go, go ahead and tell everyone uh, what you do. I know you do a lot of scouting, but I don't want to confine you to a title there. Uh, yeah, so... I do some uh, high school basketball scouting around Texas, uh, specifically the greater Houston area. Uh, I have my like own scouting service thing, which I do have to get certified in March. But yeah, right now I'm just scouting. You know, uh, I have a website, provostoops.com. You can find like write-ups there, rankings, just stuff like that, you know. And you have you have packages for everybody too if they want more information yeah. and, and things like that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh we'll definitely send everybody over there and, and what's your Twitter handle? Uh you can find me on Twitter at Kendall Provost Jr. K E N D Y L Provost Jr. And be sure to check him out, everyone. He has great information on, on prospects locally and of course if you need any opinions on players or want opinions on players across the nation, I'm sure he can help you out there as well. Uh, but we're going to go over a lot today. Um, Kendall was at uh, Hoops Giving in Houston over the weekend. I was at Hoops Fest in Duncanville, Texas, which is essentially Dallas, for anyone that doesn't know. Um, we'll be going over special players from both of those tournaments, uh, some of which we both saw. Um, also taking a short look at which 2020 products are probably the most NBA-ready at this point as well as examining the hype on Amani Bates, who is being touted as the next LeBron James in terms of uh, his preparation so far. So we're going to look at Hoops Fest first and just some, some prospects we saw there. Um, you know, there were a lot of national prep schools like Montverde Academy, Prolific Prep. Uh, so Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, other top 10 level guys were there, Jalen Green, um, not really guys that I want to get into yet because I think we can touch on them more in the next segment. Uh, but somebody I would like to start with is Harrison Ingram. He's a 21 or 2021 small forward, goes to St. Mark's uh, here in Dallas. Um, Five-star guy. I believe he's in the top 15 of the class right now. Uh, but Kendall, this, this is a guy that, that has you know total control of his body, moving wherever he wants to. I can't really put a, a a comp on him right now, but uh, maybe you have one. But, you know, this is a guy that can get a shot anywhere he wants. He's very physically built at this point. Uh, and, you know, he's he's effective at any point in the floor that he wants to be. Yeah, so uh, I really like Harrison Ingram. Uh, we discussed on this earlier. He's a top 15 guy, but uh, I think he would probably come close to 10 for me um just a great all-around player like utility guy uh very productive at this stage he's also a really good student but like I said the part for me that stands out most about Ingram is probably the passing you know just being able to create for others you know always under control like you said the body control um 
a legit like point wing type of guy, you know. Yeah, and, and for for anyone that doesn't know, you know, it's it's an incredible trait for somebody like him to have. He's he's very humble on the court, but he stands at six feet seven. So by no means is he you know your typical uh, point guard type that has that that court vision um, to be able to pass the ball, find lanes, get get his teammates open. So it's definitely a um, unique trait and set that he has, uh, and, and he's effective guarding multiple positions. Um, I know at, at Hoops Fest, when I got to see him, he played prolific prep and, and easily had 20 points against five-star Jalen Green and Amari Burnett. So he's very productive already. Um, I know he recently got offers from Memphis, Oregon, and I believe North Carolina today. So, you know, the, the uh, chase is on for him. Yeah, I wanted to, uh, like, touch on him really playing the point wing, you know, like not just in stretches, you know, for uh... – this summer, when he led uh, YG thirty YG thirty six to uh, the championship at the Adidas Gauntlet, you know he played point guard for like every single session. He was a point guard, you know, like legit yeah. in place for others. Just he's really starting to get more comfortable, you know, shooting behind the arc. So he's on a pretty good trajectory right now, I say. Yeah, are, are you familiar with, I'm, I'm sure you are, uh, Jalen Johnson in 2020 class? Oh, yeah, for sure. So in, in comparing the two, like, you know, would you say he's more comfortable than Jalen or more of a natural fit in that position than, than Jalen is? Oh, uh, well, I say, like, when it comes to being, like, the point wing, point forwardy type, uh, having the pull-up jumper is a pretty big deal because, like, you know, having that gravity, uh, it really helps with, like, being able to blow past guys, you know, because, like, guys will sag off of you if you can't shoot. And Harrison is probably more further along, i say, with the shooting aspect of it. But if we're going, like, strictly on IQ and vision, uh, Harrison probably still has some more things he needs to polish. He needs he'd uh, need to polish up on. So just from that aspect of it, I'll probably give the edge to Jalen. Okay. And Jalen Johnson is number eight going to Duke in the 2020 class. But I I think from, you know, games I've seen Jalen play versus Harrison, I think it's, from, from my perspective, at least more realistic that we'd see Harrison playing point at the collegiate level rather than Jalen. Um, I believe Jeremy Roach is going to Duke as well. So it's, it's really, you know, hard to see coach K putting Jalen Johnson, that role versus Harrison. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, kind of like with the Trey Jones, RJ Barrett deal, you know, RJ got some reps on the ball, bringing it up, but for the majority of the time, it's going to be Jeremy Roach bringing the ball up. But um, you have a playmaker like Jalen Johnson, He's probably going to uh, get his touches as well, but yeah, I agree for the most part. Yeah, and that's that's <clears throat> a a great benefit for for both guys, absolutely. But um, let's go ahead and, and move on. Um, you know, I know another guy that that we've both seen is is a uh, KJ Adams. Um, he's the twenty twenty one four star guy. Uh, stands at six seven, six eight, I believe, as well. But he plays more of a natural. Uh, stretch four kind of guy. Um, 
very physically built. Uh, he he can hit all of his shots as well, stretch the floor. But you know, to to me, what stood out Kendall is that he absolutely has no issue driving to the basket, and you know his his ability to elevate is you know superior over true bigs or guys that are going to be rim protectors. Yeah, so um, this is a guy, a highly coveted prospect from a young age, um, invited to, like, USA camp already. Uh, last time I saw KJ was at uh, the Great American Shootout in September. Uh, like you said, he knows what he is. You know, he's not going to create or do all these fancy dribble moves to get by you, um, but – he can knock down set shots, uh, very competitive, plays defense. What's actually intriguing about him is he can actually, like, make plays for others, like, off the dribble. Um, that's something I would not expect for a guy, you know, that athletic, that built, uh, playing the four spot. But for me... He's going to defend. He's going to get motor effort play. But can he knock down shots? Um, I think you have an NBA player if that happens. Yeah, and, and the the game I saw, at least, you know, he was definitely able to do that. And, and in the first quarter, he had 12 points of his own. He did it in every kind of way. The the <clears throat> thing I'm curious to, to hear from you, Kendall, is, is uh, I personally thought – Maybe it was just on his free throws. I can't remember on, on his set shots. But, you know, his form seemed to be a little awkward or something that he may need yeah, to work on yeah. in terms of the free throw line. But Yeah, he kind of rocks back on his shot. You know, it kind of elongated release. So, like, that might not bode well for, like, pull-up jumpers. He probably needs to tweak that out for sure. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm sure somebody will help him, but you know, by no means is it costing him, you know, attempts from the floor or being effective doing so. Uh, but you know, definitely his athleticism is something to to regard, and and everyone's holding high. Um, how how familiar are you with uh, Arterio Morris? Uh, not very, to be honest. But I okay, so. This is a, a 2022 guy. He's more of a, a combo guard. I can say he was actually very comfortable playing point guard spot, uh, but he stands about six foot four. Uh, already holds an offer to Kansas, uh, TCU, and SMU, I believe, as well. But, um, you know, he was, he had this, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook mentality, if you will, of just trying to run down the lane and, and dunk anybody standing in, within a couple of feet of the rim. So, He's he's already got that killer instinct, but he was solid on on shooting his threes from the corner and and uh, hitting other shots as well. So he's definitely somebody to watch. And you know, I know both of us don't have a, a ton of of uh, notes on him yet. He's still kind of blowing up on the scene, but uh, it's it's definitely uh, good news so far from everything I've seen. Right, uh, I heard a little bit about him. What was it? Uh... He matched up with Caleb Love, right? Yes, he did. Yep. That's the game where he had uh, 27? Yep. Right. Yeah, so it was, it was uh, Someone to keep track of, for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
is uh, going against five star going to North Carolina next year, and and he he definitely gave him a battle. Um, you know, Caleb Love wasn't necessarily comfortable from the field, so his defensive instincts are there already. Um, Caleb Love had to score essentially the majority of his points from the free throw line in that game. Uh, you know, so he's he's already got the majority of the skills. I think he just needs to refine some of the mental game a little bit um, to where he's making almost the right play every time. Uh, but, you know, he's he's definitely somebody that's going to get national attention soon. Got you. Um, the, the last one I saw was uh, a Sunrise Christian guy, one of the national team um, or national prep guys, uh, Zachary Clements, four-star from uh, – I think he's originally from the Dallas area, but – uh, he's a, a six nine six ten power forward guy. Um, to to me, the main thing that stood out with him was his IQ and versatility. On uh, the first four offensive possessions, he had a a post up where he scored. Next one, he posted and and passed out to an open three point shooter, hit him right in the pocket where he needed to be, um, and the guy made his shot. Uh, Next one, he ran the floor and got into a Euro step past his defender for a layup. Um, and he also was able to defend solidly in the post and had a block or two. So, um, you know, definitely somebody that can can uh, add a lot of versatility to teams. He's very mobile. And, uh, you know, I forgot the last position. He knocked down a three himself. So uh, definitely a guy that's, that I think is going to, see increased attention as well. I think he has a lot of Texas offers right now, Baylor, Houston, TCU, OU type uh, offers. But um, it's yeah. it's another guy to watch. Did you see uh, Kendall Brown at all? I did. Um, he impressed me. I didn't don't remember from my memory a lot of uh, jump shots per se, but he was very active on the defensive end, uh, leading easy layups and dunks for himself. Um I think the only guy I wasn't impressed with terribly in their starting lineup was Ty Berry, the point guard going to Northwestern. But, um, you know, it's, it's one game, so uh, there's there's lots to look for there. Um, but, yeah, Kendall Brown definitely definitely impressed me too. It's a really lengthy guy. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, but let's, let's shift over to – um, a couple of guys that go to Cornerstone Christian that were at Hoops Fest and Hoops Giving, which uh, Kendall saw. Uh, so if you want to break those three guys down, go ahead. All right. Yeah, I can start off. So the game when I watched uh, Cornerstone, I believe it was versus Yates, uh, Cornerstone ended up blowing them out. Um, it was pretty close early on in the first, but, you know, Cornerstone, you're that big, that athletic, that skilled, you know, eventually run around, run away with the game. Uh, I want to say I came most impressed with probably Jarrell Colbert. Um, this is a guy originally from the Houston area, so I'm pretty familiar with him. Just like a really incredible talent, you know, catches lobs, block shots, I feel pretty confident saying he's going to be able to shoot threes. Just watching him in warm-ups, him shooting at the free throw line, uh, already has good rotation on the ball. He's got a soft touch, um, just super athletic. So I'm very interested to see 
what he has to going long term. Uh, the best days are ahead of him for sure. What did you think of Colbert? Yeah, and and I saw a lot of that as well. You know, he's a guy that that moved well in the lane defensively, especially he covers a lot of space with with minimal step, and uh, um, he's he's just somebody that can can anchor that area of the floor for uh, any team. But I I think you know in in that game specifically, it was hard to to see a lot of his talent. Um, I watched him at a Pangos regional camp and saw a little more of this uh, there, but. I thought the pace in this this game was particularly too high for him to be able to to post up and, and show his skill there. But this is a guy that has a lot of um, great footwork already uh, for his age and um, knows how to effectively use his his up fake and and pivot to to use both hands around the rim. So I, I agree. I think he can shoot the three ball and, and shoot anywhere in the half court that he needs to. Um, but he's also equally effective around the rim. So um, he's he's already a top 20 guy, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, he's he's already garnered a lot of attention. I think he has offers from, you know, pretty much the whole southeast region of the country, um, and he's he's highly coveted. So uh, a, a guy like that is getting better is, is a scary thought for, for a lot of teams that have to face him. Yeah, he's definitely a special talent for sure. Um, we can move on to Trey White, I guess. Um, Kansas commit, class of 2022. Uh, everyone knows last year when he played with R.J. Hampton at Little Elm uh, before R.J.'s last year, then transferred up to Milwaukee, was it, after that? Of who, Trey White? Yeah, Trey White. Uh, I'm not sure. I think he went straight to Cornerstone from my knowledge, but you probably have more knowledge of it than me. Yeah, so I want to say he uh, transferred to Milwaukee, but of course he ended up coming back here to Cornerstone. Uh, what stands out, basically my main takeaway, just like, the rare cross of shooting ability and athleticism. This guy has like a super deadly pull-up jumper. I'm talking swishes, you know, not even hitting the rim. He's comfortable shooting it from like any vantage point on the floor. Um, you know, very athletic, gets up and down the floor. He did have nine to- turnovers in this game, though. So that's one thing to watch, but he's young. No. Yeah, incredibly. And I think this is probably another guy that, that could fit that uh, point forward role. And, you know, he can play both guard positions, be comfortable in small forward role, could probably even rotate down to uh, a small ball four if needed. But, you know, his physicality is, is one thing. It's already impressive for, for a sophomore. But um, I, I think the thing I'm most impressive in agreement with you, Kendall, is his, his shooting form is so smooth already uh, that, that he's very comfortable hitting mid-range shots, but he's also very effective from hitting the deep ball. Right. Uh, he's a potential reclass candidate as well, so that's something to keep an eye out for. And he can definitely make that jump. He has a mature game. I definitely think the body's ready for it. Right. What's the feel for the game catches up? You have something special there. 
I think the the last one we are going to talk about is going to be uh, Austin Nunes, who's also for Cornerstone Christian, plays uh, point guard spot, and I think he's also a twenty twenty two guy. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So I know Kendall has more background on this from me, but in that same game against Houston Yates, uh, I think uh, a lot of what I saw is you know. At this point, he settles a lot for the three-point jumper, um, and he he as well had a lot of turnovers, a lot of you know one-handed passes from half or full court, uh, and with within a press uh, that you know weren't necessarily displaying great decisions. Um, I kind of question his his mental effort at this point, but that's easily something that can be uh, you know turned around in the next. Before he gets to the next level but um Kendall I'm sure you have a lot more uh understanding of his game so far yeah so his dad actually oversees uh the Texas Hardware program uh, that's the grassroots clubs that like in the industry he's pretty well known um Lefty, comfortable shooting already from deep, uh, can do it off the dribble, take you off the dribble. Um, he's not the most athletic, and he's not the best. So he's probably a tricky, a tricky guy to evaluate at this stage, like you said, because uh, the mental effort, you know, not being in position defensively uh, in this game. He really did have a lot of shots he connected on, though. He's streaky, but when he gets hot, he can really do some damage from deep. Yeah, he he really likes that uh, left wing area, and and I saw him hit you know maybe two or three shots from there. Right. Um, I'd I'd love to see him, you know, be comfortable, uh, you know, using a, a shot fake from the perimeter when guys start. Uh, running out on him and and being able to step into a mid-range shot or using a floater more. But, uh, you know, in in time with that as well. And like I said, it was just one game that I'd seen him play. Uh, So it may have just been the situation of the game. But, uh, you know, I've I've seen some some short highlight tapes of him. And, you know, he's definitely a a really great uh, pass creator, sees the floor well. Um, I just want him to to cut back a little bit on taking – these profound risks that, you know, he can maintain possessions, get easy shots for teammates. Yeah. Um, do you see uh, Christian Green at all? I did not. Well, maybe I did. I'm not sure. I didn't really identify who who Christian Green was yet, but. Yeah, so he's kind of, um, for Cornerstone, he's kind of a diamond in the rough prospect. 2022 guy, about 6'7". Uh, very physical, usually defends the other team's best player. What uh, cornerstone game did you watch? Because I watched the, the Yates one. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see them uh, at Hoops Fest, but I uh, was able to find yeah. tape on it and, and go back. So, yeah, Christian Green basically defended Ruben Jones for the majority of that game, I'm pretty sure. I say he's the X factor, so to speak, for this cornerstone team. 
So okay. he's definitely a guy I would keep tabs on moving forward. How would you describe his, his offensive game? Uh, right now, he's got a lot of creators on his team, so he's playing an off-ball role, just making open shots, which he did prove capable of. And he did finish with nine assists in that game, so that's good to see. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like he's just a, a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. Yeah. That's good, man. I, I know uh, everybody else I saw at Hoops Fest was, was kind of a, a national guy, Jalen Green, Brandon Boston, Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Caleb Love. Zaire Williams sat out, so that was kind of a a bummer not to get to see him play. But, um, you know, moving into our next topic here um, in terms of the 2020 guys, uh, and, and I originally planned to, to ask you about, you know, wings and guards, but, you know, in, in general, out of all those guys, you know, who are you feeling is the most prepared to, to make the step to the NBA right now? Right, so... Right now, the only guy who I can confidently say would like could play in the NBA right now at this moment and have an impact on the game would be Kay Cunningham. But some other guys that come to mind for me would be Jalen Johnson, Jaden Springer, and Evan Mobley. Mobley, not really physically because you know he's a skinny kid, but IQ-wise and skill-wise – I would say he's on par. But, like, when talking about being NBA-ready, you know, there's one thing, being really good in high school, but there's another, like, being a 19-year-old kid playing against mature 30-year-old grown men. So. Absolutely, yeah. So it's for, for most of them, you know, this was my first opportunity to see Kate Cunningham in a full game. Um you know, the thing that stuck out to me was absolutely his IQ. You know, you never tried to force situations, even if he was relatively open, um, or at least open by the standards of, you know, what we consider for these elite guys. Um, but, you know, he was always trying to get teammates involved, find the best shot for anybody, and it was all about team. So I, I think in that sense, he's definitely a guy that can, you know, take that leap right now and be able to contribute. Um, I definitely agree on Evan Mobley, though. I don't think he has enough uh frame built up yet but I think right. he's he's definitely uh productive in multiple areas that that he can be productive so uh I, I'd definitely be interested in, in Jalen Johnson and, and uh Jaden Springer though seeing how they'd be able to do they're definitely um you know different skill sets to be able to, to mesh with any team so that's that's good stuff um in in terms of like uh Josh Christopher, Brandon Boston, Caleb Love, those guys, what do you want to see from them at the their next stops to, to be able to be prepared for the NBA? Yeah, so Josh is probably just the decision-making part of it. Um, and then I would say the jump shooting. This is a guy who some believe is like, you know, I don't want to say max out, because he's a what eighteen year old kid, but in terms of getting better, he needs to improve that jumper and decision making right now. And as far as for uh, love, 
he's a guy who continues to get better. But right now, such a common refrain that guys get that jumper going at this stage. Yeah, absolutely. I know when I got to see him, uh, you know, he wasn't necessarily consistent. I think the shots, uh, well developed at this point, he's just going to have to start making it consistently. Um, you know, he can get his points at the free throw line and through contact in the lane, but, um, you know, I, I do think it, it needs some work and going to, to North Carolina should benefit that going against top competition all the time. Yeah. And um, it's also a combo guard. Type. Yeah. But Carolina does do well with those. And I, I absolutely think that benefits his draft stock though, like going to a place like that where they, he could be in situations to play league guard or be off ball. Um, definitely provides that versatility for NBA scouts. Right. I agree. Um, I haven't seen much of Terrence Clark, though. What do you, what's your opinion of him? Um, so Terrence, the first thing that jumps out to me, obviously, is like the handle. We use the word wiggle. Um, he has it. You know, he can really create a shot. Doesn't matter who's defending him. He's a shot creator. He can get open. Um, wiry, skinny frame, but handles contact pretty well. Uh, pretty crafty inside with using either hand. But again, right now it's just the jumper that's got that he's got to get down right now. But from what I heard, he's a little soft. So, okay, <laughs> he's gonna have to to fix that at Kentucky, but then again, they may get calls. You never know. Yeah, Calipari will probably get them right. I mean, you don't play on that team unless you play defense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that's awesome, man. That's, that's great insight from all that stuff. Uh, the last one, you know, we don't have to spend a ton of time on this. I know being uh, such a young guy as well, I think he's, he's just a freshman now, but uh, Amani Bates is kind of somebody that, uh, you know, already has height on his side. I, I want to say he's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, uh, shooting guard, small forward type. Um, but he's getting, you know, the same amount of hype that LeBron was garnering in high school when he was there. Uh, and this guy barely just left middle school. So, you know, what's your impression of him this early? Yeah. So with Imani, he's probably, he is the real deal, you know, having a polished skill set already at that age. Um, last year at the USA camp, it was reported that, like, he was the best shooter there, uh, head above the rim athlete. Honestly, I'm not seeing him in person yet, but I want to. But right now, everything indicates that he's the real deal. Um, always don't want to, like, say someone's the next LeBron, but in this day and age of, like, social media, I do understand. Right, you know, right. He, like hits a peak junior year or whatever, this path he's going on, he's the goods, man. Yeah, and, and I honestly hope he does. And I know since LeBron's coming to the league, we've had 
you know, numerous guys get that moniker attached to their name and they, they end up topping out yeah. and disappearing from, from the top rankings. But, uh, you know, whether it's pressure or some other reason that they don't, don't make it, you know, it's to each their own. But uh, to, to me, you know, he's a guy that can dribble and slash and get to the rim any way he wants to. Uh, and his, his, like you said, his shots there uh, anywhere on the floor. I think the only thing, uh, that I can comment on, and this is something that he's obviously going to fix, no doubt about it, but is just decision-making, and that's going to come with more experience. But, you know, he, he was playing on the AAU team where he is essentially the guy already, and, you know, he's he's just having to take whatever shot he wants. So, I mean, the shooting decisions and the ways he was taking his shots weren't necessarily what I'd want to see from a guy with that potential. But, um, you know, I have no questions about whether or not he's going to get that fixed. Yeah. Also, um, the physicality part of it, you know, I heard at like elite 100 camp, he was dominated by Kuminga. I guess that's to be expected. Cause like Kuminga is much bigger than he is, but he's 15, you know, he has a lot, a lot of time to fill out his body and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm trying to pull up real quick. What is, height and weight are yeah so he's 6'8 200 pounds but uh at his level oh he's a 2022 guy so he's a sophomore already uh but yeah. um you know he's he's kind of being considered as the guy uh will be the top draft pick in in his draft uh and it would ideally be the first draft that the nba is targeting to remove the the one and done rule so he's definitely somebody to watch um he has a perfect 100 rating on 247. Um, I can't recall how many guys have had that, and I doubt it's not many. But uh, you know, didn't Jay have one? I I honestly am not sure, but um, you know that's that's incredible. And of course, you know if they're tying LeBron's name to it, I'm sure they're going to throw that on there. But uh, you know, he's he's definitely a guy that's going to continue to become a household name. And, and somebody that's going to get every offer, go where any where he wants to. So uh, it's just going to be a, a decision if he goes pro or not. But um, anything else you want to add to that? Uh, that's that's about it. All right. So that does it for us, and we're very thankful to Kendall for hopping on with us. Um, go ahead and drop your your info again, man. Yeah. So you guys can follow me on Twitter at Kendall Provost Jr., uh, K-E-N-D-Y-L Provost Jr. So thank you again. Our Twitter handle as well as at campus underscore hoops. Uh, we'll have this up shortly. Uh, please give it a review. Share it with everybody. Kendall has tons of knowledge in this area, uh, and he'll continue to identify the top talent in the nation uh, and will surely be growing within the industry as well. So thank you again. Um, we'll be... Uh, trying to hopefully being able to get you on the future um and uh seeing what we can do yep. that sounds good man mm-hmm.